You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Antler Up podcast brought to you by Tethered, the world's best saddle hunting gear, and we got a great show for you all today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We're on episode 208, and this one's titled Not Your Average Nate, because on this week's episode, I was joined by archery enthusiast Nate Sellers, owner of Average Jack Archery Shop for over a year now. And Nate shares his insights into his journey, discussing the products he found interesting in the hunting and archery industry over the past year, we dive into his ideal arrow weight setup, broadhead selection, and really his experiences testing a wide variety of them. And we get into the thrilling moment of killing his best buck to date. We also talk about really a couple other hunting adventures that he's been able to go on this year, but his plans for upcoming indoor season and really unravel the story of when things finally clicked for Nate, giving him the confidence in his shooting. And I'll tell you what, I didn't know this story, and I think you will find this pretty fascinating. So this conversation really dives into valuable topics such as dealing with target panic, sources of inspiration in the archery community, Nate's process for preparing for both competitive shooting and hunting. We emphasize the importance of challenging oneself in the archery shooting world and discuss Nate's transition from teaching to working full-time at Huntworth, where he expresses his love for the gear. So really enjoy this episode talking to Nate and doing all that because he shares his passion for archery, his experiences, and the lessons learned along the way. So whether you're an archery enthusiast or someone looking for inspiration to get in the hunting community to try something new, this episode is packed with those insights. So stay tuned, stay safe, and antler up. And before we get into this week's episode of the Antler Up podcast, again, I want to just say thank you so much for all of your continued support. It really means the world to me. I really, really do appreciate it and build upon that. And if there's anybody that you would like to hear, have on, I got some ideas, some plans that, that I'm going to be doing. Uh, please check out the YouTube channel. I'm going to continue to throw up all our podcasts, especially the videos on YouTube. So definitely check those out. Make sure you're subscribing. If you like what you hear here on the podcast, go share it with your friends, your family. Also, it really means the world to me and it means a lot and it helps the podcast grow. If you go and leave a five-star review, whether it's on iTunes or on Spotify, again, just really thank you and are very appreciative for all the support over the last four years. I can't believe it's been that long and I'm just 
I feel like I'm still just getting started. So I just want to say thank you for following along, everybody. Enjoy this episode with Nate. Nate's one of the, the reals as it gets. So awesome, soft-spoken, and well-spoken. Kind of makes me, you know, sound really dumb. That's why he was an English teacher and why I married one, because she helps me out a little bit. So <laughs> enjoy the episode, everybody. Antler up. Tethered is a team of saddle hunting fanatics with a passionate addiction to whitetail hunting. Designing and engineering products to be a more efficient and confident hunter, Tether produces the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. Built by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. Head over to tethernation.com to see for yourself what exactly I'm talking about. America's Best Bowstrings has been manufacturing high-quality custom bowstrings in the USA since 2006. America's Best Bowstrings strives on the commitment to never end the search for perfection, and this has been the driving force behind the company. Innovative products for every archer out there. Go create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. And a special code is made for our listeners of the Antler Up podcast for America's Best Bowstrings. Use code ANTLERUP and you will save $10 off your order. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You have deer prediction, journaling, and the best maps on any hunting app platform there is. Use code ANTLERUP to save 20% off your Spartan Forge membership at spartanforge.ai. So what's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode. This is a live one, like live for me standing across i could like touch nate if i really want to yeah we're like this isn't like a zoom call you know we have a camera here so that's cool yeah that is really really cool so uh nate sellers average jack archery as a lot of you have probably seen have heard uh one of the probably man when you look at the quote-unquote the pros the great guys nate I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna put you up there in the sense of who put out some really really meaningful purposeful learning educational uh, pieces now you know granted and i do want to talk about this about your new endeavor working with huntworth and doing obviously here with average jack archery but you used to be teacher and i'm sure that has helped tremendously yeah helped a lot with not only giving out the right information the way you teach it it breaks it down um so by putting you up there with some of those top guys that put out content you're you're one of the best hands down and I'm not saying this because you're you've become a good friend of mine but in all in all reality man like you it's it's awesome well I, I mean I appreciate that I mean I just think of myself as just you know the average guy you yeah. know hence average jack I don't you know I, I I just take a lot of pride in you know working with the quote-unquote common man you know and and all the things that I put on YouTube now are the things that I wish that I had, yeah. you know, growing up or, you know, even late onset hunters, you know, they talk to me all the time about that. And, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, going to the local library and, and reading every magazine and reading all the guys, Dave Hertu and Will Brantley and, and Dave Petzl and, you know, reading all those articles and just gleaning every single thing that I can and, and learning as much. And so when YouTube came about, you know, it was just something I could, I could share those experiences with people and, 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 
really helped them, you know, really, I mean, the learning right. curve has just shortened so much. You know, it took me 15 years almost to kind of get to where I am now. You know, and some people can get to that now in 15 minutes. You, know, <laughs> you spend enough time on YouTube, you can get there pretty quick. So yeah, that's, that's big praise coming for you, buddy. Yeah. I do appreciate yeah. that. But yeah, I, I mean, even, you know, we're sitting here in the, in the shop here in Phillipsburg, PA, and, you know, even it's surreal sometimes. I look around, I'm like, yeah, this is like, this is what I do now, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, thinking where I was as a kid, just happy to be in the woods with a bow or shooting my bow in the backyard. And so it's cool that I'm, I'm now at a position in life where I can work with people all the time from all corners of the globe on archery and be a resource for them. Right. I'll, I'll say this. I came down here July. Of me, last year? Yeah. 2022, we yep, opened up yep. here. Yeah. So July 2022, that first day, I remember walking in here and just seeing bare bones of what it was like oh, that yeah. that opening day to where you are at now man oh yeah I, we had I, we had one piece of eight foot slat wall on the board on the wall here now we have three we have 24 linear feet of of which doesn't sound like a lot but this this our facility here real quick is is 1600 square feet up here in the retail mm-hmm. space and a 1600 square foot range downstairs we have a five lane 20 yard indoor range and you know and all the brands that we represent now you know we've got athens and elite and matthews and bear and 10 point wicked ridge crossbows and we do trad stuff too it's just yeah. every single thing about it is is has just grown so much in the past year and that's all because you know the support of, yeah. of people virtually but also coming into the shop central pennsylvania did not really have a bow shop no. you know you know that yeah and and that's true across the country you know a lot of people are like i live i don't live close enough to a bow shop or the one i do live is not up to my standards or something like that and so i when i my number one goal when i opened up the shop was to be the place that someone leaves from and goes to work or, or goes home and tells their wife, tells their buddies at work, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going back. Yeah. Like that was, that was great service. They have great quality products on the wall. Nate knows what he's doing. My beautiful wife, Brianna runs cash register. She's super helpful in that regard and, and, and working with the customers and it's just awesome. Yeah. It's been cool because I've come in, in into your store when it's you behind the counter, uh, your wife is behind the counter, your kids are in the back. There might be one other individual here, but then there's times where it's, it's slammed. There's and 30 I, people. There's in here. 30 yeah. people in here. And I'm like, Hey Nate, you're like, Hey buddy. And I know what that means. And I'm like, I, I look around. I'm like, Hey, I'll catch you again here yep. soon, man. And which is, you know, I know during those times, but man, like you said, this area desperately needed something. I would say about a year, a year to two years before you opened up. I remember saying to my wife, I wish I knew what I was doing or had a, my bow tech because man, this spot needs something desperately yeah you know and then it was like when i finally put two and two together like holy crap nate sellers is average jack archery he only lives for 15 minutes 15 15 (laughs) minutes down the road and i remember like our first you know instagram message to each other and then it you know the next thing you know like time has gone by and then boom you're like hey i'm opening up a shop and i was like thank goodness you know what i mean and like you said dude again i'm not trying to Whatever I, you got, great, like you, you name brands in here, it's it's great stuff. Uh, anybody that is looking, uh, that wants to come meet you or something along those lines, that have watched your videos or learned from you, man, uh, it it's not that far. You're essentially located, and if you are in that surrounding area, it's a great shop to to come to. And I again, I congratulations on on that for over a year. You 
you work hard you do like you said a great job and and we are very lucky to have you in this area so i mean it's it's high praise i I do appreciate it i mean yeah i mean we work on you know it's not just stuff in stock but you know if people want stuff shipped i've shipped stuff all across the country and 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 i've had people travel from new york and delaware and maryland and new jersey and ohio just to come have their bow worked on you know and some of that's probably the youtube thing oh yeah hey oh nate's gonna work on my bow but also at the same time then guys leave and they're like well, gosh, that was like a really good just tech experience. Yeah. You know, that wasn't just, you know, the, the oh, he's on YouTube. It was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, a lot of people have come in here like you're, you're actually like you do the same thing to my bow, what you do to your bow on YouTube. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Put your money where your mouth is. Right. And, and that's that's something I've I'm really happy to have been able to bring to Central PA and to yeah. anybody that's coming to the show. Yeah, no doubt. Well, here, let me ask you this. Not that you have a crap ton of time to yourself. Right. You know, you, you obviously father two kids you're you know you're being a dad uh, being a husband running this shop doing other things doing doing things for Huntworth and and all the other companies and brands that you work with and work for other than that man when you have other time to yourself what is what what is Nate into man nature shoots his bow like yeah. I just, <laughs> this is it right this is it i mean you know um you know between huntworth and and hunting and and shooting and shooting a bow you know competitively over the winter time or during this this season it's just hanging out with the wife and kids i mean yeah. it you know uh i'm not old by any stretch of the imagination you know and but i've just i've gotten to a point where i really just do appreciate the simple the yeah. simple things that i do and i really thought you know when i would when i started youtube and youtube started i got a big all right i'm gonna do all this i'm gonna travel across the country and i and i and i, and I do that to an extent now but there's just a, at a point where it's just like i'm just happy to shoot my bow in the backyard i'm just happy to be home with my wife and kids you know i i, I love going to penn state wrestling matches and, and watching football games and stuff like that but at the end of the day you know when you eat sleep and breathe this kind of stuff it just kind of works your way into your <laughs> your yeah. personal life too but uh, yeah i mean yeah it's just i really just enjoy everything that comes along with hunting and archery and just meeting the people you know mm-hmm. being as being a, you know i taught middle school english for 10 years so you know getting to meet the students and and working with people and i still do that a lot with huntworth what my current job is and and so it's just kind of uh, kind of being in the know you know kind, right. kind of working around the industry all the time and kind of see who's doing this what are they doing testing out new gear it just kind of it, it all kind of snowballs together yeah so let's look at you know this past year i mean as on the video on the the audio you're you're not going to be able to see it and i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and you know who nate is you hopefully you've seen the video already of his pennsylvania buck but what a what a year you've had and we'll get into a little bit about that but you know like you said with gear right you're you are an individual that you like testing things out other companies come to you because of because of your reach that you do things for for how Anything new this year that like that you are obviously able to talk about that you know kind of like man I I really did like that piece or anything along those lines that you think there's a lot of cool stuff that everybody comes out with mm-hmm. you know every single year and right now we're you know at the time of this being recorded we're getting about to be a show sure, season you, yeah. right yeah so we just we've just kind of we just kind of had all the bow launches you know all the major manufacturers so you know we have Matthews in here Bears launched Athens launched their new stuff and and so that kind of stuff is is really cool I like what I like what Matthews did this year with the lift that mm-hmm. bow is so light it's mm-hmm. it's a very nice shooting bow Athens has come out with a, a shimless tuning technology like we've seen with Bowtech in the past so that's really 
really cool innovation. Bear continues to, to have things at a price point for mm-hmm. the average guy. Um, there's some stuff from Huntworth that we've seen that's new this year, and we have even more cool stuff coming yep. up for next year and stuff. And so there's a there's a lot of that, and there's a few other things that are going to be launched. I know at ATA that I'm excited about to see. Yeah. Um, you know, Tether just launched their carbon platform. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I haven't got my hands on one of those yet, but you know, we're in that kind of time now where you're just we're just waiting for the next thing, the next yeah. thing to come yeah. out, you know, and just see. Oh, I want to play with that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, everybody is making something in their niche that's really cool yeah and 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 it's little tweaks and changes here for the most part we all know this but at the end of the day it all kind of culminates to that they've everybody's getting better right every single year it's very rare that someone just kind of like Meh, you know it's just kind of just like yeah eh, that wasn't awesome everybody's doing something that does increase it by some percentage or whatnot right so you just brought up a bunch of, of how the bows you know do those little minor tweaks and along those lines you know for for matthews particularly that was kind of like a little bit of a different change for them this year um and you and i had a, a really cool conversation i think depending on like the bow manufacturer like we'll, we'll pick on the matthews one particular just because that was a conversation we had where i don't know if you remember we were saying like if an individual like my dad that is shooting probably he's over bowed i think personally you know he's getting up there in age but He's still strong enough to draw 65 pounds, but when I watch him do it, because he, he's not like us, right, that shoots every day, yeah. I know if he did, and he knows, he admits it. He's like, Jared, when I, two years ago when you're shooting every day or closer to the season, it was butter, smooth. And then this past year, a couple of times when I was in and we were shooting together, I was like, you want me to undo those limbos <laughs> for you? Take, <laughs> take it out of turn for you. And, you know, and he is adamant. He loves the compound. He he knows he, one day if a crossbow will come into him, it's because he can't physically draw back a compound bow. And I was, I've been telling, I had the conversation that you and I had with him. I was like, dad, I think like this Matthews, I know you have a, a prime black three. That's only a couple of years old. And it took you 17 years to upgrade from your original Matthews. I'm like, this might be a good time because, you know, you know, maybe run us through like what you and I were saying that day. We're like that 55 pound max, how that could potentially be like a great bow or 50 yeah. pound for, for someone like that. Well, so we, you know, one thing we've seen a lot of, you know, in the past couple of years is, is, you know, a lot of bows, you know, we always, everybody talks about efficiency, right? This bow yeah. is so efficient, whatever. And, but until you actually like see it, like you get real world results on it, it's really hard to believe. And so one really cool thing about having the shop is I deal with a lot of women. I deal with a lot of kids yeah. and, and young teenage boys in particular who want to start hunting. And, you know, dad's course pulling 70 pounds and dad tries to give them, you know, his old bow. They can't pull that thing back. Right. So, I, you know, I sell them a bear. I sell them a mission, something that they can, that they can handle that goes down to 35, 40, 45 pounds. And these kids are putting a fixed blade broadhead on there and a normal arrow and they're getting decent trajectory. But they're just blowing through whitetails. Right. right. I'm like, gosh, you know, that doesn't doesn't seem right that you should be able to take 40 pounds just blow through a white tail with like a 380 grain arrow with that you know yeah and then i had a, a gentleman come in here who had shoulder surgery and or had a bum shoulder something happened and he's like i'm not giving up my bow and he shoot a matthew z7 or something like that and so we wound it out it's 60 pound bow we wound it out as safely as we could which got down to 46 pounds and he's like i can draw that i feel comfortable with that i'm building back up and he built back up all summer and we got to season. I'm like, so you're going to turn that thing up? He said, no, I'm shooting 46 pounds. I really like it. I said, okay. I mean, your range is probably limited maybe. Right. He put an absolute humdinger 10 ring <laughs> shot on a very nice respect, eight or nine point at 36 yards. Wow. And that arrow was three inches in the dirt on the backside. And that bow is seven years old, that mm-hmm. Z7, that arrow bow. So, I mean, and nowadays with the lift, with what you're getting out of, you know, we always used to think that, you know, if you're going to shoot, 
you have to have a super short brace height, which makes a bow kind of tough to shoot. You can hit your forearm. It's kind of twitchy. It's not so fun. You could shoot a six and a half inch, seven inch brace height bow at 50, 55 pounds. These bows are just so much more efficient. You can feel it because there's no vibration. Right. Because when you feel vibration in a bow, what that is, is that's energy that's not leaving the bow and the arrow. It's going back into the bow and then, and then it's, and, and then it transfers into vibration. But when you shoot a bow at a, at a lower poundage like that and you shoot a normal weight arrow in particular, you keep a good trajectory, but it just works. Yeah. It just absolutely works. And we have guys, you know, here in central PA, we have the elk range. We have elk hunts all over all over the northern part of the, the state here, 30 minutes from where we're sitting, and guys are shooting 50, 55-pound bows all the time yeah. and, and sticking them through elk. It's crazy. All the time. Yeah. And so, you know, I wouldn't recommend you do that with like a 1992, you know, bear <laughs> whitetail legend, but, uh, but, but, but the modern-day stuff, realistically, really in the past five years, you shoot 50, 55 pounds, 45 pounds. Yeah. It's just as efficient as it was and just as powerful as it was when we were shooting 60, 70 pounds 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and where have you been on the, the arrow stuff? Just because, I mean, I know people get all nerded out over, like, in, like for me— I never once was like, I just want something that is decent enough where I could keep a decent amount of speed, but also, you know, I, I, I've never really was, I got to be 700 green. Right, so I was, right. And I was also never someone that was like, it needs to be 400 because it needs to be so 290 fast. 290 feet is yeah, whatever the yeah. number is. Like, and... I've always, I found to for me, like that 460 to 480 uh, has been like a good good range and right. it, and what also i like about that is i could shoot that arrow in 3d season oh yeah you know what i mean that's like a I, year round arrow that's right that's a year round arrow and then i don't gotta mess around with sight tapes all that mm -hmm. stuff so that's that's personally it's the laziness but but it's also it gets the job done so like what like what like you said like some of these guys that you see coming in here are probably not nerding out as much as like like most people that's a that's a percentage that's what and that's what it is too and that's something that you know before i had this shop i worked in a bow shop you know uh, 20 30 minutes down the road and you know and i knew that already mm -hmm. the guy comes in here and he's been shooting you know and they'll often they'll walk in here with an arrow and i think it's a lot of beeman you know so beeman's owned <laughs> yeah. by easton you know and always has been but they haven't made beeman arrows in in years and guys are coming here like i have a i have a beeman ics hunter or beeman hunter classic or whatever and they're like i need this arrow I'm like well that arrow doesn't exist anymore sir but i have this arrow that's mm -hmm. exactly the same it's an easton 6.5 or something like that and guys for the most part if they have something that works and it's simple why would they change that? Right. Why would they change that? And that is 90% of the guys that walk into the store. And so I know that. So, and, and that's the other thing too, like as a, as a shop owner, people come in and one of the biggest questions in particular, if they're looking for a bow, they're going to ask you, what do you shoot? That's the number one question they're going to ask you. I'll, I'll ask them, you know, what's your budget, obviously. But then they're going to ask, what do you shoot? And I'm like, well, I shoot a bear. I shoot in Athens. I've shot this. I've shot that. Yeah. Just to show that everything works. There's no, there's nothing that's, that's one real way to go. And then a lot of them, you know, because they'll see me on YouTube, they've seen other people on YouTube and forums. And like, what do you think about like single bow broadheads or heavier arrows or shooting a certain speed? And I always say, listen, like, and I'll pull out the chart and I'm like, listen, this is what... This is what we can, we can work with this. There's a lot of wiggle room in here. People don't, people, you know, when you see kind of the fringes of it, mm -hmm. people think there's not a lot of wiggle room in an arrow chart. There's a lot of wiggle room in an arrow chart. Right. You know, you can shoot hundred grain head, 125 or 150 in a particular spine range. No problem for most guys. Right. And going from hundred to 150 grain head, you've now just added 50 grains. That's a decent amount of weight. Yeah. People, you know, you don't have to go from like four and a quarter to 650 to get through a white tail. Right. right? You don't have to do anything crazy like that. And so one thing that, you know, I take great pride in here too is 
guys will walk in and like, oh, I went to this other shop and they set up my bow in the past and, and it doesn't, doesn't seem right. So I'll take them downstairs and I'll watch how they're shooting. Maybe if I have time, we'll shoot it through paper. We'll do some paper tuning. We'll do some group tuning or something like that. And usually there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. Their form is weird. They're not getting good group size. It's tearing three inches high left through paper or something crazy like that. Their broadheads are flying like screw balls downrange. You have a broadhead target down there. And usually just a little bit of a tweak. All of a sudden their groups tighten up and they just feel more confident. And then that, and that, all that automatically leads to if they feel more confident, they go home, they shoot their bow more. Yeah. They're excited. Yeah. And the more you shoot your bow, the more you practice, the more often than not, you're not going to shank the shot and you're going to put it where it's supposed to be. You don't drill them right in the femur. You don't put it through the guts. <laughs> you put it in that nice six inch circle right behind the shoulder, you know, right in that vital V, if you will. And, yeah. and everybody's happy. Yeah. And so I fall and I'm very boring. You know, my arrows naturally just like your arrows pretty much naturally weigh about 470 grains yeah. 480 grains and that's just normal joe yeah. schmo arrow you know yeah. a, gold, a gold tip xt hunter an easton 65 a, a victory v-force and i kill something I mean, this this buck right here for the people that are watching on the video you know this buck right here was shot with a whisker biscuit with a bare bow and uh and a mechanical broadhead oh because they don't work <laughs> and and an arrow that weighs normal stuff and that's what 90 percent of guys are coming in here looking right. for because right. it's worked in the past and they want it to work in the future. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Nate. Right behind me is the Grim Reaper. The first time I shot those this year. And, I, man, I, I bounced around over the last couple of years just because I, like, I love testing different things. Unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of testing opportunities. <laughs> Right. That's right. Um, you know, unfortunately, but this year I, I tested, I, I was five for five. Yeah. You I, went, you yeah, went on a rampage yeah, yeah, this fall. Yeah. I was, I was bloodthirsty to say the <laughs> yeah, least. You, to, you toasted a fair amount yeah, of beer. Yeah. Like every time I'm like, Hey, I shot one. And Jeremy's like, me too. I yeah. shot two. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was, this was the first year trying Grim Reaper and I tried those mini mags and going back to what we were saying earlier about blowing through deer and everything like that. And I, I, this was, this is perfect because I saw something on social media uh, with somebody. And, uh, again, I, the, the, it was, it was a good thing. It wasn't a negative thing. They, they posted like how they word it. Well, they, what's your pole fixed or mechanical? Okay, great. Uh, and you know, we don't care which one you shoot. We just want to know, uh, just see number wise. And then the next question was, did you ever, do you get a pass through with mechanical? And I, I put yes. Mm -hmm. And there was, there has only been in the last I would say nine deer that I've shot with a mechanical, only one or two that I did not get a pass through. Actually, probably only one. And I, out of another deer that was a fixed blade, I actually did not get a pass through, right? All those other deer that I did get pass through so that I've killed were with mechanical pass through fletching, you know, down to the fletching sticking out at a minimum at, at a minimum yeah. and i was just blown away by those mini mags this year uh, i've shot sever uh, as uh, those i mainly have been a sever and a wreck broadhead mm -hmm. uh, out of michigan uh good guys out, out of their father son tandem out there but these mini mags man i really like those i got good blood uh nice hole mm -hmm. uh, um but again uh, when i went up to it my whole arrow was buried in the ground but the fletchings yeah. and and where the lighted knock was i was like dang and i was shooting the arrow which 70 pounds uh with that seven inch and it seems like it's like 14 inch brace yeah, height. Brace yeah, yeah it's a seven inch brace height. I, it should I, not feel like it's pushing it's, out speeds yeah, but it does yeah it pushes out decent speed i think my arrow was like i said about 460 465 ish maybe and i think it ended up being like two 
262 uh, IB, like was the speed that, yeah. we, that we got on it. But, um, man, it was blowing through deer left and right. I, I was very thrilled and very impressed again with those broadheads. Yeah, the, the Grim Reaper stuff, it's all made in Utah. It's it's nice. their customer services through the roof. It's American made, top to bottom. I shot the 125 grain min, mini max. I think you were shooting the hundreds. hundreds. Yep. And that's what this buck here was killed with. I shot a doe with it before then. And and you know, mechanicals are not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to shoot a mechanical, it's going to be a Grim Reaper, yeah. hands down, 100 yeah. percent of the time. And you know, it's going to sound like a Grim Reaper commercial, but like really, they make a broadhead, top yeah. to bottom. They make fixed blade mechanicals, hybrids, two blade, three blade, four blade. 100 grain, 125 grain, crossbows, compounds, whatever, they, they make it. And, yeah, I mean, and, and the, the four-blade, the, the cool thing about, like, what Grim Reaper has to offer in a lot of their stuff is is that, you know, even if you shoot it and it goes to an animal, they, they sell the rebuild kit. Yeah. And it takes five minutes to rebuild a broadhead yeah. for, like, half the cost. Yeah. So, like, I took that mini-mag. I yeah, tore it made, apart. You made, yeah. a, you made a, a little Frankenstein. Yeah, I made a little Frankenstein. Right? I didn't kill anything with it, but I took I took long, you know, I took took long longer blades. I want to try a bigger hole. Just, you know, it was cool. It was just something, yeah. to, something else to try with. And so, yeah, it's, you know. And I shot a mechanical this year to, to again, to really show why, cause I'm a fixed blade guy through and through. So mm-hmm. I shot it to show people, you know, it's again, this goes back to the shot and people walk in here like, what do you shoot? I can point to this deer right here and say, this was shot with a, with a mechanical. There's a deer in the back that I shot in the state of Indiana that was shot with a fixed blade. They're both sitting in my shop. Yeah. Right. And so the, you know, that's, that's something that I, you know, it's not my favorite thing to constantly have to go out and try stuff like that. Cause then I feel like I got to take more time to hunt. I got to, you know, try to right. kill more deer and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, that reputation and that literally deliverable results right in front of your eyeballs helps anybody that comes into this shop, whether they're trying to pick an arrow, a broadhead, a bow or whatever right, it may right. be. So you had a, you had a good season, man. I did. I yeah. did. I had a really good season. The best I've had in a long time. Yeah. How cool was it to have the life up with you while you killed oh, that guy? Oh, that was wild. That was wild. For anybody who's listened to the podcast, go check out the Average Jack Archery channel. My wife, uh, it was, my wife does not hunt. My wife does not, she doesn't do cold very well. She doesn't really do the outside very much in terms of the hunting stuff. And yeah. And she was one day, she was like, you know, why don't we, why don't we go hunting tonight? And I was like, with me? Because I don't have a saddle, right? She's never sat in a saddle up in the tree before. She's never climbed a tree before. <laughs> and so I took, um, I had a steel ladder and I stuck it in my neighbor's yard and I got her, she got 10 feet off the ground. And she was like, I can't go any higher. And she's not, she's not a big heights girl. And I was like, all right, we'll go 10 feet off the ground. So we get, we climb out there and, and, and I was like, listen, we're going to a real easy spot. It's real close to the house. It's an easy walk. It's a long walk, but it's an easy walk. And it's a doe killing spot. If we see something great, we ended up climbing 10 feet up in the tree. It's beautiful weather. It was low fifties, perfect for, and we saw nine long beards come in and roost right behind us. We saw uh, these two bucks, this one, another one. He, and he, he made a rub in front of us. He made a scrape and they fought right in front of us. She got the whole thing on film. I get to shoot him. It's the biggest buck of my life. And, um, and she's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't see why this hunting thing's all that hard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she looks pretty straightforward. And then uh, thankfully we went out to the state of Ohio a couple of weeks later and she got to sit in the cold. Take yeah. the guesswork out of building your own arrows for this upcoming season by ordering a custom set of arrows from Exodus Outdoor Gear. They have developed and sourced literally the most precise archery components on earth to build a tailored arrow for your hunting adventures. Just head over to Exodus's website and plug in your specifications in the arrow builder and have your custom set sent straight to your door. You have two arrows to choose from. One being the MMT arrow, which is a 246 diameter shaft, and the new NIS, which is a 204 diameter shaft arrow. Use code AU to save 15% off your tailored arrow order at exodusoutdoorgear.com. 
nothing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so that was like, okay, this this is what hunting really is. is right, mostly sitting right. But yeah, that was a cool, that was a very cool experience. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And now, right now, like you said, we're early December. You have Lancaster Ar- Archery Classic shoot coming up. Yep. You, you got some more things that you're going on. What's that look like for you getting ready like to prepare for that? I mean, again, you like you said, you don't really do other anything else. I don't really shoot do anything else but shoot a bow. But, which, again, I'm going to toot your horn here because, uh, oh, funny story, I came in and I don't know what it was that one day I was like, was it, I, I don't even remember. I was just like, Nate, could you shoot, like, something was off or something. Yeah. And you're like, well, let me, let me see it. And I was like, I'm like two inches high. Like, I don't know if I knock something. You're like, all right, let me see it. And, you know, obviously I'm T-Rex syndrome. I'm 27 and a half. Yeah, inch and I'm dro- a 31. Yeah. 30, 31. <laughs> and you, you draw back and, you know, you're like this. Think. And I'll just dead set, dead nuts. I'm like. Okay, I just suck. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. It's it's fun. I love doing that. Yeah. Not not to like humiliate people, but I do. I I do like enjoy shooting other people's bows. You know, yeah. and I can show. Listen, it's okay. Like ninety percent. Like anytime that I and this is something that I tell people all the time. Ninety percent of the time, it's you. Yeah. Like people will have a bad day and they want to strip the bow down, start over. New weights, new stabilizers, new strings. It's this. It's got to be that. And I'm like, listen, you're the dude shooting it. Yeah. Like it's and you will have good and bad days. It's okay. Come back tomorrow, and if it's the same, okay, then maybe you can try something else. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So now, so now you're getting ready for that, right? Yep. End so of January. When did you like? When did it click for you that you're like, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. I started out um, competitive firearm shooting as a kid. Oh. So I actually shot in my local 4-H club growing up, and um, it was totally on a whim. I actually went to like this summer camp, and they had like a 22 shoot. And I went and shot in that, and I hit, like, 249 out of 250 points. I had never shot, like, really shot a gun like that before. Right. And the cadet instructor, when my when the camp was over, he came to my parents with my target, and he was like, your son knows how to shoot a gun. He should really look into shooting competitively. Right. And so they're like, okay. And so they took, um, my, my dad got me in my local 4-H club, and we shot over at Penn State University. And I showed up, and I was just, I was tendering and stuff. And um, so at the time, that was, I was, 12 or 13 and so we shot competitive air rifle and competitive bb gun and so i went to actually the competitive bb it's basically like red rider bb guns right, nothing right. fancy it's all open sights and i went and shot in our state competition i took third overall in our state um in our state you know it's like a d it's like schools like d1 d2 d3 yeah, so yeah. our d level i shot i took third and i took first in one of the four positions in the kneeling position so i made it to the international competition in bowling green kentucky at 14 and I went down to the international competition in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I took third overall, and I took first in the sitting position. And that was really cool. Like, yeah. we, I remember, like, my dad took me out to a steak dinner afterwards, and he's like, son, this is, you're going to do this. You're This is something you're going to do. And um, so when I moved on to the, um, like, the, the, the senior class, like 16 to 18, I just got my butt whooped. Like, because I'm shooting <laughs> against 18-year-olds, right? I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I was like, I don't think competitive firearms is going to be for me. And so I started picking up archery and other competitive shooting sport. And it was just, like, I was not good at it, but I just loved it, man. Yeah. I just had such a passion for it. And it was so cool. You shoot and you go pick up your arrows and you see what's wrong. And um, it wasn't until I was really about 20 years old before I started really getting good right. at, at shooting and judging distance for 3D and stuff like that. And uh, by the time I was in my early 20s, 
I was going to local tournaments and winning. I was competing at a pretty high level. And uh, and so then just kind of snowballed from there. So last year was my first year going to Lancaster. I uh, made it to the round of 16 in Bowhunter class for that. Um, I've won the Great American Outdoor Show yep. um, in, in the 3D. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, it grew as a, a firearm shooting sport, uh, but then slowly went into archery, and, and I'm just hooked for life now. Yeah, yeah. What, what, when it comes to that, what is, like, probably your most – asked question regarding that like like your shooting mind and all that stuff just because i know so many people have that panic and just can't get over that stuff i've dealt with target panic and it's bad i dealt with it a lot when i was in high school and college and i and you know up to about about 20 21 years old and there would just be weeks yeah where you felt like you could not just get the pin on center you do drive-bys you know you're flying with the bow and that you'd smack it when it hit the center of the target or you'd be holding it and you just couldn't get the pin to come up where you wanted it to and i've dealt with all that and what i've just come to realize is that archery you know outside of like a like the one percent of archers everybody cannot hold it on center Right. And it's just a matter of, it's just a, the, the word I use, the phrase I use is accept the float or accept the move. Just accept that you're just going to move. Yeah. And the entire time, just be squeezing and pulling through your shot. And if it breaks on the left side and it lands on the left side, you know, you made a good shot. Mm-hmm. If it break, if you were in the center and it broke and it's in the center, you know, you made a good shot. It's when you, you know, you think the pin was on the left side, but then the arrow ends up on the right, or you think it's in the center or it ends low. Now you're not focused. Then now you're just focusing on the pin. You're not focused on the other parts of the shot. Right. There's so much more to archery than just putting the pin on the center and squeezing the trigger. Yeah. And when you kind of get in that rhythm and you kind of get in that, that mindset of you're going to have bad shots. Levi Morgan has bad shots. Right. Danny McCarthy has bad shots. They do. They, they will admit to it too. They just have fewer shots because they're in that 1%. But for the average person, if you just accept the mindset that you're not perfect, but you can keep striving for it every day, it just, it makes a world of difference. Yeah. Who's someone that you watch that, that is like that big time that you might really try to, you know, not necessarily emulate things, but just to, you know, like. I watch, I watch a lot of them because there's something, they all do something different. That's the cool part about archery, you know, in the same way with with other sports too. Not everybody does it the exact same way. Pitchers Mm -hmm. in baseball, all of them have different whiners, but they all get the ball to the plate. Right. Right. So it's the same deal with archery. You know, we all have different ways that we anchor. We all have different ways we draw the bow. We all have, you know, different arrow setups that we like and stuff like that. But as long as we get it to where we need it to be. So I watch a lot of Levi, um, predominantly I think it's just because he's a big guy and I'm a big guy. We know both of like 31 inch draws um i watch a lot of tim gillingham he does a lot of really crazy stuff but the dude's been doing it for a long time and so he has a lot of cool stuff in that regard and so yeah i watch you know i watch them all and and try to learn from you know what they're describing and how their shot cycle feels how they feel at the beginning of a round versus the end of a round you know um it's it's just a lot of those kind of things you can glean little bits and pieces that you can put in your own thing and you can find out very quickly if it's going to work for you or not right so what does the preparing for that tournament season look like? Like maybe mentally, obviously the physical tools, like you're not preparing uh, like hunting setups and yeah. all that type of stuff. But like where does that and preparing for a hunting season, like where does that kind of go together? It's, it, I keep telling myself the more fun I have, the better my scores are. Yeah. Like it really is. And, you know, when I go to a tournament or, and, and, and everybody's different in the, you know, I'm a people person, right? I'm an extrovert, right? So I handle it very well. But like when I go to a Lancaster, there's thousands of people. It's this huge line and, and you're on a bale of four people, might not know. And last year at Lancaster, I was on a bale with uh, Nic- Nicholas Gerard, Nico Gerard, and he's from Paris, France. He didn't speak a lick of English. 
Right. But I'm sitting there. I'm having the time of my life with him. I'm, I, I met a guy named Ben Switzer who was there. He was also shooting bow hunter class. And I didn't know him from Adam, but I just started talking to him. We just started a conversation. Right. And now I'm having fun. He's having fun. Nico's having fun doing hand signals, trying to communicate, yeah. <laughs> you know, what the arrow scores and stuff like that. But the fourth guy that was there with us was real stoic. Just very, you know, just kind of inside. Don't get in your own head. Like every time I see somebody fail in, in, a, in a tournament or just lose their cool, so they get in their own head, stop being your own. We're all panicking. Yeah. Everybody here is losing their mind. Everybody, when a giant buck walks in front of them, loses their mind. I don't care how cool they look on, cu- uh, on, uh, on camera, Levi Morgan is losing his mind. Yeah. Right. When that 170 walks out, his heart's going a mile a minute. Right. It's just, it is what it is. And so when I've kind of learned that, that we're all in the same boat, and, and if we just kind of learn to accept that, you know, I might have a bad shot, you might have a bad shot, I get excited, you get excited, you, you start to realize that you're really a better shot than you think you yeah. are. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and listen, I, I've, I said it to you now, like you have that indoor league this, this winter. Uh, I, I was telling Tanner up here that day when, when you were still downstairs, I was like, dude, I'm like, you could go into my garage and I have about six targets. You go downstairs in my basement, I have two targets. Um you know, and I buy the ones that have all different spots on it. I was like, there's only one spot that's worn out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the center, man. <laughs> and and for me, and and so we were joking. I said, you know, part of me wants, and I told you this that day, I said, I just want to shoot just to, just to see where I'm at. I don't care where I would be, you know, in a one to 50 people plus people or whatever it be. If I would be the best, great. If I'm the worst, great. Like it, to me, I just want to start being able to be like, hey, Jared, knock that bottom right circle where I'm, where my process is still the same and where I could shoot that one. Cause I used to be able to, and this was, this was my biggest thing. I've said it a, a couple of years ago or on podcasts where a couple of years ago, before I went down the rabbit hole of everything, you would have been like, I, my wife would have been like, Hey, why don't you go enter this contest? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Like I would have zero fear mm-hmm. cause I had all the confidence in the world. Yep. Whether I was slamming my thumb on the trigger or into, it didn't matter. I had all the confidence in the world because the arrow was going where I wanted yeah. to go. And then it was when, like, when you, like you said, that passion, like, kind of just overcame me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, there's so much more into this. Like, this is like the, the baseball, like how I, I love baseball. So it was like the, oh my gosh, this is like that, but 10, like times 10, mm-hmm. times 100. So I started going down and I'm watching, you know, what Dudley's doing and going through drills and doing all these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. I could, this is cool. Mm-hmm. But then I developed bad habits mm-hmm. and I already probably had them, but I, I, I didn't have the bad habits up here. Yeah. And now then, it's all between your ears. And now it's all between the ears. And when that happened, dude, oh, it was the worst. And then I worked very hard to get that out and I'm still not where I want to be. But I know I could comfortably now shoot in front of you, whereas probably in years past I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Well, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. It really is. <clears throat> we have a lot of guys that come in here that they go downstairs, they shoot a six-inch group at 20 yards, and they're just tickled. Yeah. And they don't even think about right. what I could be. Right. But that's okay. Right. But that's 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 okay. And that's why I tell people when people come in here and, and they're like, oh, I see you're shooting a league. You know, what is it? Oh, you know, we keep score and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know if I want to keep score. I'm like, listen, no, 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 you don't understand. We don't care what your score is. Yeah. We care that you're shooting your bow. Yeah. Because anytime you shoot a bow, you're going to get better. Right. And you watch other people. You watch other local people shoot. That's the cool thing. If you sit there like... I never watch a baseball game, a professional baseball game, and think, gosh, I'll never be able to pitch like that guy. I should never throw a baseball ever again. Right. I never watch an archery tournament 
and think to myself, man, I'll never shoot as good as Levi. I should never shoot a bow again. Right. Because there is something in archery for everybody. Right. At, at, at that level. And the more that you kind of accept that the vast majority of us are just kind of sitting around happy to shoot our bow. Yeah. Right. We're just happy to be part of it. If we want to have individual gains, sure, then, then go for it. Absolutely. Right. But really shooting with other people and don't get in your own head with it and realize that we're all, again, we're all rowing the same boat. Right. It just yeah. makes it so much better. Yeah, my, my my perfect example of that was this past Ohio trip that I did. I went when I went with my buddy uh, Albert, and Albert has one of those eighteen and one Reinhardt targets. Mm-hmm. You know, very they're not very big. No, right? He tossed it out in his front yard. Uh, his buddy Kyle came over, and they're like, "Jared, do you want to shoot your bow at all?" And like up until that point, I I didn't get any of my field point arrows out. I mean, I checked it when I got there. I was good. And I was like, okay, let's, I wanted to hunt. Right. Yeah. So we, before our evening, before our evening hunt, I was like, you know what? I'm, I am going to shoot. I just want to verify. So Albert shoots, he shoots like, he's a little high. Like, you know, he's in the, if it was like pitcher on a deer, he would have killed a deer. Right. He had been in that, like what you just said, a couple inches at 20 yards, like smack dab, you know, Kyle shoots kind of the same thing. Low. I aim for that dead nut center. Boom. I hit it. And we're, we're shooting, I think, it was like a random 28 yards. I was like, and they're like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We go. Start, start the yeah, little motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we go, we pull the arrow, and kind of the same thing. They're at a, in a different spot, and I shoot mine right there, dead nuts. And again, this is shooting in front of two people I've never shot before. I know them, mm-hmm. sure, but, like, I never shot from them. That's where my anxiety in years prior would have got got to me like even if i know them i still would be like they're gonna judge me what am i gonna do and that is all gone in between the years now and then when i was put when i put three exactly where i know where i was looking mm-hmm. man i was like i was more pro- like coming home yeah i saw a really cool deer and i didn't get a chance to, to kill one but like i take that little shooting in front of somebody and knowing that like that's a little win yeah and it's like man okay, you, you know, that's, that's development. Like yeah. that, that's improving. So I, dude, I, I love archery. And this was a con- uh, topic that in the last couple episodes I did with certain people. And we talked about how archery is like, man, it's just, there's nothing like there's it. There's nothing like it. There no. really is. And the, and I, I like this, you know, shooting with other people. I'll go and shoot with some, with some local guys, guys are local to the shop and there'll be a day where we go out and you know, I kick their butt. Yeah. But then the next time we go out and they just, they just absolutely whoop me. Yeah. Right. And just, just like, it, it's good. To, it's good to ride cloud nine. It's yeah. good to be up and like, yeah, you know, just yeah. the shoulders off, you yeah. know, whatever. But then just know in the back of your mind, next time you go out, you could have a crap day. Yeah. And they could be on fire. Yeah. We went, well, I shot that Montage Mountain uh, shoot this past year. And this was the first year that I shot anything 3D where I was going for rings. Mm-hmm. Like Jim was like, dude, you're going for fucking rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're scoring this. None, none of this, none of this whole like let's yeah. shoot for the heart type right nonsense. right yeah. we're going for rings we're going yeah, for yeah. rings because he's won some some local things outside of like allentown area like jim's a good shot and uh so we're, we're shooting and i was whipping he and josh like i was giving it to them and then i just faded like i just i know i got tired um the day before i'm not making excuses yeah, but yeah. but the day before my dad and i we were we were doing some uh uh work up at the club and i was i had a big bag and i i was i was feeling we shot the second course and i was dead like my shoulders Your were, contact was a little yeah, blurry the yeah, sun was out yeah, of the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no we, we had a good time but man like Anybody listening, if you do like a local shoot, I'm sure you're keeping score maybe if you're doing something like that. But, man, I, I can't stress if, if you really don't go for the rings right now, like go for it. You're not – even if you don't keep track of score, 
go for that specific spot. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if you can't tell what it exactly where that ring is on a certain animal or 3d target, you know, if it's a, one of those leopards, you know, pick a dot then instead Mm -hmm. and try to get as close as that dot as you can, because that helped me this year, a hundred percent. Like my shot process on all five deer, Nate, were, I, I, I pray and I hope I could carry that stuff over to next season because when that, when each deer came in, I took my time. I don't even, I remember my pin going there, but then past that, it just blurred out, you know, like I'm just focusing on where I'm aiming and I watched that arrow hit it, go through and the deer would run 30 yards. Like I was so proud of myself um, because of the work that I did prior to the year for hunting season. And that how, like, I don't know, I just, it, it, it takes time. And like you said, I just think, uh, you do that stuff, man. And that, that yeah. off season work, it, it could help you. Yeah. Cause don't, in particular a 3d animal, don't think of going for the ring. Cause the rings really aren't like in the core, kill, core kill, kill zone, zone right? right? They're, right. they're like mid back of lung. People think, well, I don't want to get in the habit of shooting back there. Well, you're not getting the habit of shooting back there. You're getting in a habit of shooting at a particular, particular spot. spot. Yes. It's exactly right. And so then when you go to look at a real live whitetail there, you know, you look at 3D and I'm sure they paint them so that way you can kind mm-hmm. of figure out shadows. But on a real-life whitetail, you can see that entire front or bone structure. right? And you pull up and you look through your pen. You look past your pen you see that animal. Whether you stare at your pen or you stare at the animal and you shoot, you're going to see that formation. And you're going to go, all right, I know I'm going to go right there. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're going to put that pin in that area. And you're going to be like, that's the spot. Yes. And you're going to feel – it's not going to be like this, oh, it's behind the shoulder, this kind of whatever thought. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, that's the spot. And you're going to start executing. All of a sudden, the arrow is going to be gone. You're going to watch. If you shoot a light and knock, it's great. You're going to watch it, and it's going to go right there. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, that was way less – like my panic now, because of shooting 3D, I really believe this. My panic now is not when I shoot the animal. It's the aftermath. Right. My buck fever doesn't really kick in until as soon as that animal runs off. Then I just start, I lose it. I lose it uncontrollably. Because yeah. in the moment, it's just another shot. Right. Right. It's not, it's I another shot. It's just another shot. That's all it is. And you don't get that though, unless you actually are taking that shot and it's okay to blow it on foam. Yeah. Right. You miss the ring by six inches. Okay. It's the foam right. animal, but you're going to get it next time. And yeah. that, and that will build up with you. But yeah, picking out that specific spot, going for the rings, Huge. it really does train you then yeah. to actually make a, a real, you know, hard shot on the white yeah. tail. Yeah. So shout out to Jim on that because we just talked about that the other day. And I will say this too. We, he and I were cracking up the other day. Because we were saying, like, we have a uh, prodigy where we would show up to an indoor meet, like, full bore hunting gear. And, like, like this is just guys being guys. You know, we're talking on the phone. I'm like, yeah, well, could you imagine, like, I show up and I just go, meh, and then just hit it and just, like, start shooking. And, like, as soon as I fired and, you know, I just smoked it and yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we are saying, like, if a place has a... Uh, or, like, a, on a in, even a 3D indoor thing, you know, and they have the like a post or something to hang your bow, like bring your saddle. Yeah, and yeah, like, oh my gosh. They, he and I were just like <laughs> crying. Like we were in tears. We were laughing so hard, yeah. but yeah, some good stuff. And you know, I, I do want to talk to, but one, I asked you like any new gear and everything like that. I had a new gear this year. You did a clothing gear. Yeah, you did uh, some Huntworth man. And uh, I, I told you this, I, I thoroughly was impressed. Um, I really enjoyed everything I wore. Yeah. And like I said, with me being kind of like the gear nut, you know, and, and if certain things are like, oh man, like how good this, this piece could even be even better type of ordeal. Like there's things that, that I would love to talk, talk to you about and everything like that. But man, I, I told, I sent you that picture of my buddy, Max, just 
got fairly new into hunting. Yeah. He messaged me. He's like, dude, I, I fro- about froze my willy off on opening yeah. day of gun season. What, you know, I wore my ski clothes, what I normally yeah. wear. Like, what, what do you recommend? I was like, here's what I, you need to do. You know, obviously your base layers are going to be really important, but let's look at this. Let's look at this Grayling hoodie, the Saskatoon setup. I said, you'll, you'll be, you'll be money. And he, he sends me two days later, obviously from coming out of Pittsburgh, he, yep. he gets it super quick cause he's just in state college. Yeah. And, uh, here he is he, in, in uh full bore hunt horse. Yeah. So it was, it was he cool. He looked good. Yeah. He, he looked did. real good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was really impressed and I, that Grayling hoodie, I finally got to wear in Ohio and I texted you that day one. I was like, it's money. I just put Grayland hoodie fire emojis. Yeah. Fire emojis. Like three of them. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's legit. Yeah. Stuff. So how's that been? You like it? Yeah. It's, you know, working for Huntworth. So, you know, I left teaching and, and, um, you know, I'm now the, like the marketing media coordinator. It's kind of like my made up job, but you know, I, one thing I, you know, for, for Huntworth, my, my job is a lot of product development. I do a lot of media work and I work with, you know, guys like you, I work mm-hmm. with everybody from television shows, podcasters, YouTubers, and stuff like that. And getting a lot of feedback on, on Huntworth clothing and, you know, a little backstory on Huntworth. A lot of people don't even know about Huntworth. You know, it's, it's, right. it's, you know, they feel like it's all, oh, it's a brand new, they've been around since 2001, you know, Neil and Karen, the owners, you know, it's, it's been out of Pittsburgh since 2001. That's incredible. And it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. They make it gloves, hats, gaiters, base layers, insulation layers, like that Grayling mm-hmm. hoodie, the outer layers, like their cold weather, their heat boost stuff, which has graphene in it and just super warm. It's not nearly as bulky as anything else. And, and, you know, we take great pride in people like Max, people yep. like you, people like me, people who, you know, uh, are are on a, a particular budget in mm-hmm. particular. And we really want to give them high quality clothing that actually works. Yeah. And we have a tremendous back, uh, customer service to back it up. Yeah. I'll say this. You hit the nail on the head where it's not bulky because usually... 90 it's probably like 98 percent of the time when something that is a good quality product or i'm sorry that is in that price range Mm -hmm. is usually not in it's 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 just it's not in the uh efficiency right towards the hunter right right? Uh, like as far as like that piece of garment would be whereas everything on this you're getting the quality but you're also getting that price point but it's it's efficient you're getting the ingenuity right right. you know huntworth takes tremendous pride in customer feedback and customer service side because we, we want to hear from people you know we do uh, you know we we our gear is tested everywhere it's tested all over the continent it's t- tested all over the globe you know mm-hmm. we have people that have taken it freaking in the himalayan mountains and wow. sheep and guys up in canada and guys in mexico you know so we're dealing with temperatures from minus whatever to almost 100 degrees you know what does this garment need to do to make it better Right, that for that particular environment, and so we have everything that you could need for lightweight to heavyweight, and we're trying to do it. You know, we could put every. You know, people ask us, why don't you make this type of garment? We're like, well, then it would cost four hundred dollars. Right. Right. Do you want all of that? Well, I don't want a four hundred dollar jacket. Okay. Well, we're going to give you eighty percent of that, ninety percent of that for two thirds, three quarters of the cost. Exactly. Right. So if that's what you, you know, if that's what you're looking for, and we offer two great patterns in the tarnum which you wear. Yep. I wear a lot of the disruption, which is a more digital pattern. Um, you know, and we we just constantly. I mean, every single day, I'm 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 responding to customer service emails. That's part of my day. And guys, will be like, you know, I live in Wisconsin. 
I live in Michigan. I live in Minnesota. I live in Illinois, Louisiana. Um, I answered a guy from North Carolina today, and he's like, I, I, I don't have heavy winters. I have pretty sweltering heat, but it's wet where I live a lot. So what would I go for a wetter climate? Boom, here's this idea. Here's this thing here. Try this out. Mm-hmm. And I'm dealing with a guy who's in Minnesota, and right now it's like minus five. <laughs> and he needs to go out in gun season and try to kill something with it. So I would recommend this and this. Yeah. And so, you know, having that top to bottom lineup that, you know, uh, that it just is able to cover everybody, but at the working man's price, yeah. right? It really, we really strive to be like, if, you know, if, if we don't feel comfortable saying, yeah, we would support this and we would wear it ourselves, then we shouldn't sell it. Yeah. We shouldn't. Right. What I loved and was one of the very first photos that I posted of myself wearing it, which was the second day of our archery season, yeah. October, whatever. I remember posting that and it was like the next day and people, a couple people commented, what, what pattern is that? Then the next one was, man, that looks so good in Pennsylvania and it's, it's day two. So you still have all that, all the, the green. green, right. And man, and then you wear it at the end of the month when there's nothing, nothing on, on the little, trees and it still looks really good. It yeah. still blends in great. I mean, that's a, it, for a Pennsylvania, if that, this is the type of terrain that you, that you, you know, hunt in. You can't beat that. And I know, like you said, you're, you're in the disruption, but I mean, I love that tournament. We get, we get asked all the time, you know, what, uh, what pattern should I wear? I live in Minnesota. I live in Illinois. I live in Colorado. I live in Maine. Right. What pattern should I wear? And I say, you can wear either one. Yeah. They're both going to work. I take dis- I took disruption this year to Pennsylvania, Indiana, Ohio. I never once got picked off. Yeah. Right. And I'm talking, I'm up in super green and, t- and disruption is more brown based to right. it than tarn and does tarn is a more green to it. Disruption is, I mean, I'm in, it's, it's October 3rd. Everything's full green. I could pick up. I'm like eight feet off the ground when I shot my doe. Yeah. It was not high off yeah. the ground. Uh, I had a doe like walk right underneath me. Um, and then I took it out in November where everything's brown and, and everything's off the tree. I'm probably skyline. Nothing. Yeah. And it's just, so, you know, we tell people, you know, and, you know, everybody knows this too, but a lot of camo patterns are for the human eye right. more than the, the, than the, than the deer's eye, if you will. It's a lot of that, but we, we really try to do all of our camo patterns are made in house. Yeah. We have a, we have a dedicated media team that is deliberately working with camo stuff, you know, digitalized patterns or, or photographic patterns and then giving it to our guys and saying, Hey, we're going to take this out maybe next year as a camo pattern take it out for a year. Let's see what it does. Right. And if we get, Hey, I get picked off. Hey, it looks weird at this distance. Hey, it looks cool up close, but then it turns to a black at a distance. We change it. We, we scrap it. Yep. Or maybe we keep little bits and pieces of it. You know, we, we might, we're not just kind of like taking the same pattern over and over and over and over again. Disruption and turn are very different and stuff Extremely. that will innovate in the, in the future is going to be very different. Right. And so we, we take a lot of pride in that. We're not just like some, you know, cheapo camo brand. There's a lot of work that we have behind the scenes to really try to deliver quality products and patterns to the market that appease to everybody, but then work coast to coast. Right. Here's a kind of, kind of branching away from that. I, I just, again, I want to just say that I, I was really thrilled. And if, if you are in the market for, for something, again, I don't want this to sound like a plug or anything like that, but I, it, I think, I mean, I work for them. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Not... <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, like in all reality coming from myself, yeah, I, like I told you, I'm a stickler. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've worn everything. I've, the only thing that I really, um, I mean, I've, I, I own pieces from Kuvu, like just the pants, right? right? Like, and I wear those just because they're, uh, I got a crazy deal, deal right. on them and, and they were my beater pants. They're right. what I go scouting in and stuff like that. I wore for first light for three years, uh, almost every garment that you could think of. I wore Sika for one main year and I sold all my Sika for all that first light. So 
I wore that for previous three years and I'm probably losing like a train of thought. Like what's another big company, but like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like why are you spending all right? You're just as happy. Holy heck. Yeah. You're just as happy. And, and, and people can go back on my channel. And I, I, I used to own Sitka. Right. I had the fanatics. Yeah. Set, yeah. Right. I had it. You can go, I, I'm hunting and you can go watch. I killed a buck in PA wearing that. And I have videos on it and stuff like that. And I'm wearing it. And I'm like, well, first of all, we go back to the bulk thing. That fanatic, it is a great garment. It's it's got all the bells and whistles, but it it, it the bulk was terrible right. and the price point was insane. I'm like, why did I have the money in this? Right, right. This doesn't make any sense. I sold it, and shortly afterwards, I started getting Huntworth stuff. I bought their Holton set, and I was like, this is what I should have had yeah. in the first place. Yeah, like what? if yeah. I had known about, it, I would have started yeah. here yeah. and and saved myself all the headache of that. Right, and, and again, I'm not making. Uh, I'm not bashing any of those no, companies because they they're great products. products. Yes. If, they, if they made crap products, they wouldn't sell. Right, Let's exactly. Be honest. Right. Yeah. yeah, they make great products. So I'm not talking down to that. I'm just talking on a, on a price point. Like, I yeah. would I would rather save some extra cash and buy another bow. Yeah. Like, just because I'm a nut. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. If you, yeah, like, and that's what we tell people too. Like, if you're going to try a whole bunch of different stuff, it's a heck of a lot easier to try a whole bunch of different stuff that's priced right the first time than buying it at four hundred dollars and then taking a bath on it when you go to sell it used or something right. like that. Right. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we, like I said, you know, we can keep beating the drum about it, but we just, we just take great pride in having stuff that people can say, I bought this. I was a little skeptical about the price. Like, is it as good as X, Y, and Z? It's not a hundred percent, but gosh, it's darn near close. close. Yeah. Yeah. And how can you beat that? Yeah. So here's a a more of a, uh, I guess, uh, I want to know, just because like you said, teacher, I'm a teacher, you know, you you left teaching after 10 years and everything along those lines, man, you were busy because you were a teacher. You were doing average Jack archery. You were trying to, you were doing all, you were working with a ton of different brands, mm-hmm. right? So now you still have that and you replace, you know, teaching with, with Huntworth and along those lines. So you have different stressors, you have different things and different time management and traveling and all that stuff. How is, how is that going for you? Cause like teaching, like, you know, I don't want to sound like whatever, but it's like, it's a stable thing. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And it's oh, like, yeah. you know, you know, Karen and them could be like, you know what, Nate, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're leaving, yeah. you know, obviously you, you work hard and you're a great individual. So I don't see that ever happening, but it, how, you know, what's that like? It's so it, one thing that my wife and I talked a lot about, like if I was going to ever leave teaching, right. The very stable, right. We're, we're public employees, right. So right. Benefits and pension and all that type, you know, all that rigmarole. And one thing that we were like, if we're going to leave, it has to be in a situation where I believe in that. Mm-hmm. And the structure of that company or companies, whatever is is such that they're not just a flash in the pan. Gotcha. Right. So for Huntworth, you know, when I went down and I, and I met with them, the first thing that the owner, Neil, the CEO said to me is that we are a forever company, right? I have no intentions of selling this. I've been doing, I've been in the textile industry for 40 years. We've owned Huntworth for 20, over 20 now. Your checks are going to clear. And as long as you work for us, we're going to work for you. That's awesome. And that was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. That's something, because you know, I have, I've, I've worked with brands from average Jack Archer perspective in a small media role, but like I'm very disposable. You know, this as oh, well. Yeah. This, this industry is very here and there and you're yeah. kind of piecemealing it stuff together. And so, you know, 
I'm a salary employee. You know, I, I, I get benefits. Uh, you know, I have a 401k now instead of a pension, you know, and that type of stuff. So sure, I'm in the private sector, but I feel just as secure as right. I do now as I did when I was teaching. That's good. Um, and so, you know, and one thing that they said, you know, we still want you to have the shop. You know, I have Huntworth clothing here that people can come in and try on, right? So it's it, it's something they've been all in on me as I've been all in on them. Um, and you know, they said, we want you to still run your shop, you know, still in the part-time role that I've always run it in, mm-hmm. you know, evenings and weekends. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I work a heck of a lot more than I feel like I did <laughs> when I was teaching. I kind of, you know, 10 years into teaching or 10 years in any job, yeah. you're going to be like, all right, I kind of know what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. I know when I teach this lesson, this kid's going to complain about it, or this kid's not going to get it. And you kind of have that. Now I don't know what I wake up every day and I'm like, what am I going to get into yeah. today? You yeah. know, am I going to have an angry pro staffer? Am I going to have a company that needs to talk to us? Am I going to have to travel for a photo shoot? You know, whatever. So, you know, I'm, I'm still burning the candle, both ends and the middle. It's just a different way, you different know? Way. And, and so I, 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 I absolutely love where I'm at. I absolutely love what I'm doing. It's a high stress job, but if I didn't have that, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Because I've always had some sort of high stress job, and a high paced job to an extent. Right. And so, yeah, I uh, this is this is exactly what I want to be doing, and exactly where I want to be. That's awesome. What's your go to recipe with venison? Oh man, depends. On, like, are we talking like I'm taking it out to camp, or I'm eating it with the family? You do both. Okay. Uh, if I'm eating with a family, we love doing like a pulled venison, like mm-hmm. a pulled pork venison. Like put that sucker in a crock pot, pull it apart, throw it on some toasted Kaiser rolls because the kids will eat that. They'll yeah. pick it up. You know, they don't yeah. They don't know any different, you know. Yeah. Um, actually, just yesterday, I spent three and a half hours making 20 pounds of sausage at home. So that was fun, grinding that up and getting that all stuffed and everything. So I do a lot of that. I eat a lot of jerky. Like I'll eat like an apple and jerky or apple and sausage, yeah. venison sausage for lunch, just it's nice and healthy. Yeah. Um, so I'll do a lot of that, but yeah, with the family, it's a lot of crock pot meals. Cause you can't just like, you can't just like pan fry up a backstrap for a six year old. She's nah. not going to be thrilled. Yeah. 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 What about for camp? Oh, for camp, it can be anything, man. I mean, you could do, you could go with the old staple, like a stuffed backstrap. You can do a little jalapeno popper. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if you're lucky, you know, if you, if someone shoots something, you pull his tenderloins right out and you just slice those things up. Just, Oh yeah. yeah. You can do that real quick too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. The, the one, uh, I, my daughter, she, she will, I'll smoke it and mm, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll eat, she'll eat a backstrap like that. And I got to season it that it's not too spicy for. Yeah. Um, cause she will, cause sometimes she'll be like, Ooh, this is spice. You know, I'm like, Oh, sorry kid. You know, but, <laughs> but she'll eat it. She's, she's a meat eater, man. Like she, and she likes it bloody. Interesting. But yeah. Like we went to, uh, maybe it will be, uh maybe three years now going, we went to like one of those Fogo de Chows for my mom's like mm-hmm. big birthday party. Mm-hmm. Like I forget what, how old, which one it was, but we went and it was a whole family. <laughs> and so green, green cards on the table, mm-hmm. Nora's sitting next to me and my wife's on the other. So she's between us and guy comes over. I'm like, yeah, medium rare. Okay. Medium rare. So she's scarfing it down. And I guess, I don't know if I was in the bathroom, I was up at the buffet getting something else and she got something like too well. And Nora's like, what what is this shoe leather she like looks at me and i'm like here go go under the table like i grab like the napkin let her spit it out she was like oh that wasn't good and i look at it i go i look at her i go what did you get i said you get medium rare did you get no she was like oh well i go you don't get her yeah so the guy came back around and and she's like i want that but i want a medium rare it's crazy so she likes that and she loves she loves the ground my buddy tim Mm -hmm. seesock he killed an elk um 
two years, three years ago, and and he brought some some ground like back then. So yeah. she was even younger. She was like six. I made uh, some burgers. Oh yeah, and she scarfed that sucker. Oh yeah, down. we do we do a lot with the ground burgers, yeah. lasagna, meatballs, meatballs tacos, yep. yeah. spaghetti, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a lot with that. Yeah. That's that's easy to slip that in yeah. there every now and yeah. then. It's not too bad. Yeah, man, I like it, dude. I I will say this, man. I know we said it right in the beginning, but we're we I'm very thankful we have you in this area, um, and as a resource, and that you put yourself out there for people like for like myself and other and listeners to go learn from you. Um, man, I, I think there's a lot still yet that you have yet to even oh, scratch, yeah. scratch, we the barely scratch the surface here. I mean, I'm yeah. excited. We're, we're looking to grow the building, you know, yeah. we have, there's another side of the building here that we're looking to expand into and maybe make a bigger range and a little more retail space and yeah. stuff like that. So we, we have a lot of steps that we still have to take It's a slow and steady process, but I'm very excited for what it holds. Yeah. yeah. What's your goal for, for this, uh, indoor season? Uh, if I can make cut at Lancaster, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> if I can make cut at Lancaster. It's Lan- coming quick, man. It's coming quick, man. It's gonna it's you know, it's like two months away now at this point and, and uh you know, Lancaster, I just I just you know, if I can make the cut, which is top thirty two to start. That was my goal last year. If I can just make cut, I'll be happy. And I made round sixteen. I'm like, holy cow, you know, it's top yeah. thirty two's cut and made round sixteen and, and so, you know, I'll go to the Great American Outdoor show there in Harrisburg, you know, I'll yeah. go I'll go and shoot that again and you know, last year I won, but I don't know if I can hold that up again. There's a lot yeah. of good shots down there and um, yeah, again, it, for me, it's just having fun with it. My wife travels with me into all the big shoots, and it's just as much as a getaway for us and, and spending time with each other as much as it yeah. is about me shooting and trying to win money or anything like that. Yeah, I like it, man. Any closing remarks? No, just get out. Shoot your bow. Shoot your yeah. bow year round. Yeah. Not just Don't just put it in the case. That's yeah. that, that You want to get better at archery? Every day, man, at least. At, you don't have to shoot every day, yeah. but just don't forget about it, yeah. right? Just, you just can't. It's not a gun. You can't just put it. You can't clean it and put it away and pull it out in, in yeah. September, October. You just got to shoot it. Just keep it. And then it'll keep your tabs on, you know, is your string going bad? Is your right. limb starting to crack? You know, right. we get a lot of guys, well, I put it away last year and it's fine. And I pulled it out eight months later and the limb looks cracked. The string looks bad. Well, it's too late. Yeah. Now you're, now you're cutting it close. Yeah shoot it year round just yeah. it does not be a lot go shoot local leagues if your shop has that type of thing go shoot 3d in the summer yeah. go shoot in your backyard if you know where you live allows that kind of stuff it does not have to be a lot and listen to me when i tell you on the podcast when it's when it's may and june to say get your hunting gear bow set up now yeah when, and you, pull <laughs> out the sh- when you pull out the shotgun for turkeys yeah get the bow out. yeah and don't wait until september and try to bring it to nate and- don't bring it to me in september please <laughs> i mean you can yeah. But there better be something drastically wrong with it because you're like, oh, I was shooting and I did this, right? Yeah. I love hearing that. Like, yeah. I was shooting in last month. I shot it all summer. Everything was going great. And I'm a strain did something weird. I can work with that guy. The guy that just randomly pulls it out of the case, I don't know where. It, like three days prior to yeah, season. Yeah, he doesn't know whether it's coming or going, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah get, it, get it out and shoot it and have fun. Yeah, I like it, Nate. Dude, I appreciate it. Where can people obviously follow along and all that jazz? Yeah, they can follow us on uh, Average Jack Archery if they want to uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. If they want to find the local shop, Average Jack Archery LLC, you'll see our big AJA logo there. You can check out stuff that we have here in stock. We're running sales and stuff like that. And um, if we can ship the product out, we ship to the lower 48. Or if you're welcome to come to the store, we'll set it up for you. Awesome. I appreciate you, buddy, for everything. Thank you. Hey, last thing on video. Yes, that thing does fit around my waist. It's big. He's big. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a couple cold ones one night and, uh, and score them. That'll yeah, be a good yeah. time. I appreciate it. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Really appreciate you, Nate. We'll see you next one. Antler up.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Antler Up podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please go check us out on our Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Go Wild and at antlerupoutdoors.com. If you enjoyed this episode, go leave a review and subscribe for next week's episode. Until then, Antler Up.